Welcome to the good old days of radio show. It's Tuesday, and we are finished with our series of uh, interviews with J. David Golden. Hope you all enjoyed those. It was fun to have him. As I said at uh, several points, he never does interviews, but he consented to do this one, and I think it was a lot of fun for everybody, and I hope you liked it. So we will have more special guests as time rolls along, but this time it's just me. Today we're going to do comedy. We're going to do an episode of the Red Skelton Show from October 21st, 1947. These days, not many people are remembering Red Skelton. Uh, he was very popular in, on radio. He made uh, a few films that were quite popular in the 1940s and early 50s. He went on to television and was an extremely popular figure on television up until about the early 70s when uh, CBS basically tossed him off the air as part of their attempt to be new and relevant and have things like All in the Family and other shows like that uh, on rather than old-time comedians doing their shtick. Uh, so Red got bounced from television in about 1972. He continued on to do uh, one-man shows. I saw him a couple times uh, myself uh, all over Southern California and all over different parts of the country. He continued on doing that until he passed away. These days, he's largely forgotten. So here at the Good Old Days of Radio Show, we try to bring back people who were very talented, very wonderful, and just haven't uh, received their due lately. So we picked an episode of The Red Skelton Show from October 21st, 1947. And for those of you who've never heard Red Skelton, I think it's a good look into what he did and how amusing he could be. And I'll have more to say after the show. So here we go. The Raleigh Cigarette Program, starring Red Skelton, Dave Rose and his orchestra, our singing star, Anita Ellis, Verna Felton, Lorene Tuttle, Pat McGeehan, and yours truly, Rod O'Connor. From Metro Golden Mayor, we present the star of the Raleigh Cigarette Program, Red Skelton. much, ladies and gentlemen. We have with us tonight the, uh, the, the Navy, practically. The boys from the cruiser Astoria and the cruiser Columbus. They're our guests tonight. How are you tonight, Rod? I'm fine. How are you, Red? All right. How are you, Rod? Fine, Red. We did so well with that last week, I thought we'd try it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, Red, I see where you're making a new picture. Yeah, my last one did a great popcorn business, so they're going to try again. <laughs> Well, I guess that candy and popcorn is a pretty important part of the theater business now. Sure, they advertise it with a picture now. Running time, two candy bars and 42 peanuts. <laughs> no kidding. You think I'm kidding? I understand they make pictures now just to sell popcorn. See, if it's an A picture, you get popcorn with butter. And if it's a B picture, you get popcorn without butter. <laughs> Believe me, I just finished one. As you walk in the door, they'll give you an ear of corn and a can of sterno. <laughs> Pick it up, pick it up anywhere, pick it up anywhere. <laughs> Say, you know, I think the Fuller Brush Man's a great title. Huh? Uh, the Fuller Brush Man's a great title. Do you play the male lead? Yeah, I play the part of the big brush in the kitchen scene. <laughs> 
Naturally, I pay, play the, the male lead. <laughs> I didn't look very good in Jeanette Blair's clothes, you know. <laughs> I'm proud of that. I wrote it myself. <laughs> Gives you an idea what type of material you'd hear if Edna didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> Well, you know, Red, all of us connected with the Red Skelton Show are proud of you for having made such a hit in motion pictures. I'm proud of that. I wrote that myself. <laughs> and as far as I'm concerned, you can have your Gables and your Boyers and your Van Johnsons. I'll stick to Betty Grable. Read what it says. <laughs> Just stick to the script. <laughs> Well, is it true the brush men go to school to learn house-to-house salesmanship? Sure. The first lesson is how to get your foot through the door, and the second lesson is how to get your foot out. <laughs> well, did you have any luck with your door-to-door selling? Sure. The first house I stopped at, they gave me a big order. What was it? Drop dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, did any of the women recognize you as Red Skelton? Yeah, one lady did. One lady says, pardon me for being so nosy, but aren't you Red Skelton? I said, yes, ma'am. She says, well, thank heavens, you finally decided to go out and make an honest living. <laughs> And now here's our beautiful Anita Ellis who's going to sing. What are you singing, honey? All My Love. Oh, good. Patrilla's plan goes through, your music will be strictly off the record. 
chapter one tonight is entitled A Man with a Plan. Six little black sheep will blast their way. <laughs> yes, sir, here I am, but now the thing that bothers me is where am I? <laughs> Maybe while I'm here in Hollywood, I could find a girl that's not too particular and get married, you know. <laughs> Boy, wouldn't that be nice. Get married, settle down, and have a little one that looks just like me. Well, I sure talked myself out of that one, didn't I? <laughs> Better find out where I'm at, though. Uh, pardon me, stranger. Yes, what do you want? Well, uh, what do you got? <laughs> uh, how do I get to the National Broadcasting Company? It's right across the street. You can get a taxi at the corner. <laughs> get a taxi? You said it was just across the street. You want to get there alive, don't you? <laughs> details, details. <laughs> Well, uh, guess he's right, though. I never saw so many cars in all my life. Boy, look at the new ones. Just one new car after another. I never see so many of them in all my life. <laughs> Depreciation sets in fast around here. <laughs> well, let's see. Here's a man in a uniform. I'll ask him how to get to the Raleigh cigarette program. Oh, well, howdy doody. Hello? You talking to me or answering the phone? Huh? <laughs> Could you tell me where I could find Rod O'Connor? Sure, just walk right through that door. Okay. Open this first. Well, say what you mean. <laughs> ain't no genius in here. Well, what can I do for you? Uh, Mr. O'Connor, I'm Clem Cadiddlehopper. Weren't you here three weeks ago? Yeah, and I'm still Clem Cadiddlehopper. <laughs> What a waste of three weeks. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not going to stand here and let you insult me. No? No. Is there a place we could sit down around here? <laughs> Look, uh, let's get down to brass tacks. Yes. They're sharp, ain't they? <laughs> that's too fast for him. He didn't get it. Well, <laughs> oh, boy, that's one of them Mahoney's, that was. <laughs> well, the reason I'm here, it's on account of that whoosh. Every week, you know, I walk all the way in from the farm just to see you about that, you know. That's all? Yeah. How do you like Los Angeles? Pretty nice place. It's big. Of course, not much good for pasture, but it's... <laughs> well, what's the complaint about the... Well, every night at sundown, I light my candle in the living room, see, to listen to the program, and then you come on, and... And out goes my lamp. <laughs> I light it up again and there it goes out again. My arm's getting tired from lighting it and, well, that's my complaint. You owe me 376,000 matches. Now, look, I can't help it if the blows out your candles. Why don't you turn the radio to the wall? What, and blow the house down? 
You know, our house has got no foundation, you know. No foundation? No. Well, what holds it up? Same thing that holds up all houses nowadays. What's that? Red tape. <laughs> you know that... Uh... You know that... is awful powerful, you know. Well, what do you suggest? Well, instead of blowing... Well, why don't you inhale? You mean inhale like this? That's right. Now open your mouth and let me get my head out, will you? <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Sure, yours. instead of going shh, coming out of the radio, shh, we'd go. There went one of my baby teeth. <laughs> you see the difference? Shh, 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 I'm going to have to have my tongue retreaded. <laughs> well, I'm willing to try it. Okay. I'll read the commercial. All right, I'll do the sounds for you. All right. Okay. Listen. <laughs> that sounds. <laughs> The fresh, pure moisture stands for the new, all-new Rolly 903 cigarette. <laughs> What's the matter? Hmm? What's the matter? I think I vacuumed about eight rugs that time. <laughs> it's moisturized to cut down throat irritants. Pretty hard to keep your footing, ain't it, huh? <laughs> yes, it's moisturized to cut down those throat-irritating tars present in even the finest tobaccos. That's why a jury of 14 distinguished doctors agrees no other leading cigarette gives you less throat irritants than the new, richer-tasting, yet milder-smoking Raleigh 903. Yes, Raleigh 903 is moisturized by the revolutionary new 903 process to cut down throat irritants. That's why Raleigh 903 brings you a rich, full-flavored, yet milder-smoking cigarette. <laughs> it's more dignified this way. It's moisturized to cut down throat irritants. You know, I don't think that's going to work, Clem. Why? We're going back to our original whooshes, and if you don't like it, you know what you can do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, if you, if you don't want to inhale that instead of exhaling that whoosh, well, it's okay. But you take it from me, brother. The listeners would rather see you inhale. <laughs> of radio's first nighttime serial, Memos of the Golden West. It's the story of a Western gambler who cheated until he met Deadeye in... The Big Card Game! Well, boys, now I'll deal. There's nothing like a friendly game of cards, is there? I want you to know that I never play with a man that cheats. That's why I gave up solitaire. <laughs> There's your card, boy. There's something crooked about this game. What gave you that idea? You're the only one holding any cards. <laughs> oh, well, if you're going to play a sissy game, I'll deal again. There you are, boys. How's that? I'm all set. Me too. I still don't have any cards. <laughs> that doesn't make the game even. Well, I can fix that. Well, that ought to even us up. <laughs> Look, let's finish this down at the morgue, and then we don't have so far to carry the bodies when somebody wins. <laughs> Stranger, we should know more about you. Yeah? Now, I break in light horses for the rodeo. What do you do? I break in dork horses for the Republicans. <laughs> no, I used to drive a stagecoach. It was pretty risky, too. The stage I drove didn't have any wheels. What held it up? Huh? What held it up? Prepare yourself, folks. Here it comes. <laughs> what held it up? Bandits. <laughs> I open for a thousand. I'm in. 
course, they're not all the same color, you know. Did I? We're not playing for jelly beans. Well, if you think I'm going to gamble away my bubble gum, you're crazy. <laughs> Let's just use plain old money, huh? All right, I'll open for a thousand dollars. I'll raise you a thousand. I'll raise you a thousand. I'll raise you a thousand. Just a minute. Mm-hmm. Where are you getting all that money? Out of your pocket. <laughs> Deal me two cards. Okay, you want them off the top or the bottom? I'll have one of each. Yeah. There you are. I got four aces and a joker, and you beat that. I've got four aces and a six-shooter. I've only got one thing to say. Congratulations. <laughs> but I win. My four aces are all spades. How could I have four aces and you have four aces? Somebody's been cheating, and I think I know who it is. So let's just forget about it. Deal them again. Okay. And while you're dealing, remember, my goon is pointing right at your head. <laughs> Well, believe me, your goon don't bother me, man. That's a good one. Too bad it wasn't in there. Deal again. Okay. There's one for you and one for me. One for you and one... Well, I don't want that one. Deal him face doom. Down. Okay, Scotty. Now, uh, let's be reasonable. Uh, don't be unreasonable about this. How can I tell which ones I, I want if I fa- deal them face down? You cheap tin horn gambler, you're cheating. What? Look, I'm tired of stalling around. I got to catch a stagecoach. Yeah. Let's put all the money up and cut one card for it. Okay, partner. There, five of club. Ace of spades. I win, low man. <laughs> I thought high man won. Look, are you trying to cheat? No. Well, I am, so you stay out of it. <laughs> Old man win. Well, in that case, we'll cut again. Okay, there's my dough. Three of diamonds. Well, what do you know? I win again. King of spades. <laughs> Wait a minute. I had the three of diamonds. I was low man. But low man won last time. <laughs> I've got to be fair about this. Fair. What are you doing? Reach for your guns. Now, look, I don't want to take advantage of you, stranger. Been cheating our boys around here, but I'm going to give you a break. Let's count three and then we'll both draw. I've heard of you using this dodge before, did I? I want you to swear on your honor as a bank robber that you won't shoot until you hear the word three. Well, it's going to put me at a disadvantage, but I'll swear. Shucks. <laughs> All right. Count. You ready? Yes. One. Two. Two and a half. Two and a quarter. Two and seven eights. When are you going to say three? Ah. <laughs> Thanks for cooperating, Patrick. Listen. <whistles> that sound of fresh, pure moisture stands for the new, all-new Raleigh 903 cigarette. <whistles> It's moisturized to cut down throat irritants. Yes, it's moisturized to cut down those throat-irritating tars present in even the finest tobaccos. That's why a jury of 14 distinguished doctors agrees no other leading cigarette gives you less throat irritants than the new, richer-tasting, yet milder-smoking Raleigh 903. Yes, Raleigh 903 is moisturized by the revolutionary new 903 process to cut down throat irritants. That's why Raleigh 903 brings you a rich, full-flavored yet milder-smoking cigarette. Smokers follow the lead of Joan Crawford, star of Warner Brothers' Picture Possessed. Miss Crawford says, quote, 
I've seen the scientific facts, and I smoke the new Raleigh 903 because it's moisturized to cut down throat irritant. Raleigh 903 actually tastes richer, yet smokes milder. Unquote. So follow Joan Crawford's advice. Smoke Raleigh 903. Remember, <whistles> it's moisturized to cut down throat irritants. See, Noisy has a follower. <laughs> Dave Rose and his orchestra will play one of Dave's original compositions, The Dance of the Spanish Onion. is entitled entitled <laughs> more child psychology now you keep your Junior is that you Junior Junior why don't you answer me 
Has the cat got your tongue? No, but I got his tongue. Meow! 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 Stop it! Now I got his autograph. How many times have I told you to leave that cat alone? Well, let's see. I can tell by the scratches on my arm, you know. These are me widow hash marks he leaves with me. When I, when I started out, I didn't have any, and now I'm a master sergeant. Look, look. Come here and let me take a look at you. Oh, have you been fighting? Look at that bump on your forehead. Is that a bump? Boy, what a relief. I thought my little bean was sprouting. How did you get that bump? Collecting a debt. Collecting a debt? Yeah, you see, last week I gave a bump on the head to Widow Dickie Orland, see? And today he paid me back. <laughs> With interest, of course. Just look at you. Ain't I a mess, huh? <laughs> oh, and you've lost your front tooth. No, I didn't lose it. I got it right here in my pocket. <laughs> fighting about? Well, we was fighting to see who gets the girl. The girl? Yeah, Widow Nancy Friedman, you know. And, and, and I'm glad I lost. You are? Yes, because the winner had to fight Nancy for the championship of the block. <laughs> Junior, don't you boys know it's wrong to fight a girl? We knows it now. Boy, she <laughs> really beat up on that Widow Dickie something awful. I'm telling you, but it serves him right. Oh, that kid, he gets me so perturbed. <laughs> He just got me so perturbed. He and that Jack Berry, they just think they're smart just because they can answer all them questions on juvenile jury, you know. Now, can, hey, can I ask you a question, no more? Yes, dear. When people die, do they go to heaven? Yes, dear. How come the feet don't stick through? <laughs> oh, such a silly question. Goodness. I wondered what would have happened if I asked silly questions when I was your age. Oh, I don't know. Maybe be able to answer a few of mine now. <laughs> Junior, listen to Grandma. What? You're young, and now is the time you should learn to get along with your playmates. Uh -huh. If you don't, you'll grow up to be a very lonely man with mm -hmm. only hate in your heart. Uh -huh. And you'll never know the love of a neighbor or the blessed feeling of being respected. Okay, then I'll go over and tell Widow Dickie that I am sorry, and if he don't accept my apology, I'll knock his head off. <laughs> oh, Mother, have you hey, seen... Hey, yo, Mommy, hey, yo, Mommy, dog. Junior! What's happened to you? I tell you, Mother, something's got to be done about these careless drivers. <laughs> I wasn't hit by one of these California pedestrian polo players. <laughs> widow Dickie Orland down the street and myself had his widow friendly discussion, you know. Junior, hmm? you have blood on your shirt. Well, it's okay. It's my blood. <laughs> Oh, you poor baby. Yeah, you poor baby. I'm going to call that Dickie's mother and tell her what I think of her. Why? She didn't have anything to do with you. Now, Lorene, it's none of my business, but uh, I've used that energy to teach Junior not to fight. Are you suggesting that I spank the boy? Let you and her fight it out. You two go. <laughs> Get her the old right and give her the I've talked to him, reason with him, is in some language that he can understand. You're right, Mother. Now, Junior, come here. Hmm? So you won't fight anymore. I'm going to put you to bed without your supper. Well, yeah, it's okay with me. It would be kind of crowded with all them plates in bed anyhow. Considering the boy is undernourished. Yeah, now. look at me, look at me. Me muscles look like warts on rubber bands. <laughs> My we, me widow constitution looks like it's lost all of its amendments. You know. <laughs> Very well then, I'll I'll change the punishment. Right. You can't go to the theater Saturday. 
Well, you don't mean the one that's showing the cowboy pictures? Yeah. With the cattle rush down over the hills and trample people? Yeah. That? When them all them educated horses, the, the picture where 19 men get killed? Yeah. Don't want to see it. <laughs> I understand through the bubblegum grapevine that it's a stinker. <laughs> no good. Very well, that. then I'll change the punishment. Sure. I'll take your favorite toys away from you, like your teddy bear and no. your rabbit. Well, I don't care. I can buy a couple of pink elephants from Grandpa. <laughs> Oh, there must be some way to make him mine. Huh? He used to behave himself. Well, that's before I outgrew me straight bracket. <laughs> well, in my day, we had a good method of punishing children. Yes, that was in your day, but goodness me, where could you find a dinosaur to scare a kid with now? <laughs> the old-fashioned method is the best. Where's the hairbrush? No, no, not the hairbrush, not the hairbrush, Nemo. No, please, please. Don't you come on step to me. You laughing on me, not gonna tell on you. You're gonna tell what? I know all about you, kiddo, and I will tell. <laughs> I will tell everybody that you used to be the, uh, the human fly that climbs up the side of the building. Why, there was no such thing. Oh, no. <laughs> Hey, Joe, give me that DDT. Not that, it's 24 stories to the floor. <laughs> I've got enough. Oh, 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 no, 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 don't hit me, don't hit me. Oh, 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 no. You knocked me head off, you knocked me head off. Look at it, don't you? You knocked me head off. Stop pointing at your football. <laughs> Well, that's funny. The kids down the street don't know the difference. How can you? That, I mean, first of all, I thought it had a blank expression even for a head like mine. You know? Mother, I'm not going to have this. I'm not going to permit you to spank Junior. I remember when I was a little girl and you spanked me, and I said to myself, I'll never spank a child of mine. And I also remember that you never put a dog in the washing machine again, too. Now, Lorene, I didn't hurt the boy. Yes, you did. You hurt me head. Look, I didn't touch your head. I spanked you where you should be spanked. Look, I got news for you, kiddo. Me head sinks up all me delinquent ideas, and me widow hand carries them out. And you spanked the part of me that is an innocent bystander. <laughs> Sir Walter Raleigh, the pipe tobacco that rates superior on all five counts. Check them. A rich, ripe, full-bodied, burly blend. Sir Walter Raleigh, pipe tobacco. Mellowed with rum for extra smoothness. Deep down, satisfying goodness. That's Sir Walter Raleigh, pipe tobacco. Clean smoking all the way down. No soggy heel, leaves only a clean, dry ash. And that's Sir Walter Raleigh, pipe tobacco. Crimp cut for slow, even, cool burning. Yes, Sir Walter Raleigh, pipe tobacco. The brand of grand aroma. Keeps home, sweet home. It's Sir Walter Raleigh, sooner or later your favorite tobacco. Yes, a favorite with college men, servicemen, businessmen. Men everywhere who know and appreciate quality pipe smoking. Smoke Sir Walter Raleigh, the quality pipe tobacco of America. Raleigh's invite you on the the week. Listen to People Are Funny with Art Linkletter next Friday and join us again with Red Skelton next Tuesday. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Boy, they were rushing to get off the air there. Um, they also cut the Mean Widow Kid uh, skit short, so we never, I guess, heard the end of it. 
Um, <laughs> radio shows had to be 29.30, 29 minutes, 30 seconds. And if they were watching the clock, which they were while doing these shows, if they got to the point where they knew they couldn't get off the air by 29.30, then the director, producer, or somebody would just cut, and they'd stop, or they'd, they'd hurry through it, or whatever they had to do to get off the air at 29.30 uh, so they could be done. Junior's mom in that show, played by Verna Felton. Verna Felton was a great, great character actress who did a whole lot of cartoon voices. She's in a lot of the Tweety Bird uh, shows with uh, cartoons with Mel Blanc and all kinds of other things. I thought that the um, they had a little joke there about the housing shortage at the beginning um, when he said that uh, housing was being held up by red tape. After World War II, when all the soldiers came home, and this is 1947 when this show was first aired, um, when all the soldiers came home, there was a huge housing shortage in the United States of America because they didn't have enough houses to accommodate all the soldiers that were returning from the war, uh, getting married and having children and all this. So it became very difficult in the period of about 1946 to right around 1949, I think, to actually buy a house in the United States. There was a big shortage, and Red Skelton was always making fun of that on his show. Um, also, the cigarette thing, <laughs> Raleigh cigarettes cut down on throat irritants. Okay, if you have to say something nice about your cigarettes, I guess that's the nicest thing you could say, is it cuts down on throat irritants doesn't stop them, doesn't stop your upcoming lung cancer, but it'll cut down on it. So be aware of how great news that is when you go out and buy that pack of uh, Raleigh cigarettes. They don't even make Raleigh cigarettes anymore. I don't know, but they, they still make plenty of cigarettes. Um, Red Skelton had recorded almost everything he ever did. Uh, he was on a kind of a variety show in the late 30s called Avalon Time, and then he had his own show in about 1941 which lasted for a long time on radio. And he had just about everything he ever did recorded, uh, which is good, except for one thing. He kept them in a hot garage out in Palm Springs where he lived, and the heat and the temperatures basically caused all kinds of issues with his recordings. A friend of mine uh, who has passed away last year, Ken Greenwald, uh, got permission from Red Skelton while he was still alive to go out to that Palm Springs garage and bring those transcription discs and get them transferred. And I did some of it, and Ken did some of it, and between us we got most of it finished. Uh, this particular one had no damage, which is pretty amazing, because most of them had swishes and clicks and damage. Uh, they had sat in the hot garage so long that the paper envelopes that they were in had melted into the grooves. And so you had this gunk in the grooves that had been melted in that was almost impossible to remove. So a lot of his shows that exist, and we're grateful that they exist, but they have this annoying sh 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 swish every time that it would pass over this area where the paper melted into the grooves in the hot garage. So anyway, that's, that's the story of Fred Skelton and his transcription discs, if anybody cares. So, Good Old Days of Radio Show is finished for this week. We'll be back on Thursday with a episode. Uh, we're doing a horror series. We're getting close to the end. We have an episode of Escape coming up for this Thursday. 
And then we'll be back again Tuesday with more comedy, drama, or variety, or whatever we feel like playing on Tuesday. So we'll see. Usually it's comedy, though. You've probably come to expect that. But we'll do some drama every now and then, too. All right. Until then, this is John Tuffteller saying goodbye. Goodbye.